Hey guys, I know our episodes have been sporadic for a few months, but life has been hectic and we're finally getting things back on track. With summer being here and more things happening, we want to be able to bring you consistent content, so we are going to start releasing our episodes on Fridays. Nothing changes on your end, so keep subscribing, liking, and sharing with all of your friends and family. I want to thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you are looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. Now, for this episode, Patrick and I talk about our small hiatus and the reasoning behind it. Patrick shares a few music festival stories. We talk about Point Fest being canceled and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. And as always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, do not hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show, I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland, as usual. It's been three weeks, possibly a month. Life has been hectic. I feel like I say that on every episode now, but it really has been. And now summer's going to hit, so let's see how things roll. Uh, but yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. There's been times where you had to cancel because of something and I'm like, oh, cool. You did it. Not me, but I probably would have. So <laughs> fucked up, dude. that's fucked up, <laughs> but it's okay. Take the heat for once. Would you? Yeah. Right. So, uh, you moved to like right down the street, apparently kind of, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Wait, what does that mean? I have not moved yet. I don't have furniture. I don't have, I mean, I have a bed. Okay, hang on a second. Speaking uh, speaking of that, I have a question because you messaged okay. me. I, I, like a good friend, I offered to come up and help you move stuff. Thank and you're you. Like, you're, you're like, thanks, you know, we already, we got movers and everything. And I'm like, oh, cool. So then like two days later, I asked you how moving went. And you're like, well, I paid $700 for movers to come move a, like a couch and a piano. Not even a couch. Not even a couch. So just couches the piano. are easy. Just the piano. No, they move more than the piano. The okay. piano is what I did not want to move myself. I got you. Okay. It, it it is the heaviest, most awkward fucking thing you'll ever try, dude. I'll never again. I will hire a mover just to move that again. You know, explicitly. Like no, it was a piano. It was a grandfather clock. It was. Uh, not much else like bookcase and like um fuck man i don't even remember what they moved at this point mini fridge uh a dresser maybe our bed they did move the bed okay so here's the whole point so like we're selling our house okay which by the way if you have a home and you want to sell it and make some money and get it on the market do it right now because the market is red hot i can't even begin to tell you how crazy, insane crazy it is how much money we're going to make on our house. I ha- I ha- we I knew have, we were going to make money, but I have dude. something to say about that, by the way. Okay, go ahead. So 
I don't know if the market is different down here or or how interest rates are affected and stuff when it comes to banks, like if it's across the board, across the country, or across the state or anything like that. But I was worried for you guys because I have other I know other people who have put their houses on the market at the same time. And apparently it was like at the same time that interest rates skyrocketed at the banks. Like went from like the twos to the sixes in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people thought the interest rates were it was it was going to screw the market because right now it is a seller's market and it didn't it didn't slow it down at all. Now, with that said, we are we are in a coveted area of St. Louis, right? Okay, yeah. People want to move here. People want to bring their kids here. People want to be here. So, when we were for several reasons. Reason number one being we just outgrew our house. We just wanted a bigger house. And then reasons beyond that, which I won't get into, were came came to the conclusion that we're like, all right, we're gonna, we need bigger, we're gonna buy. We were getting pre-approved, and I just go, all right, we got approved for this amount, but I I I I, I we had a real conversation with our real estate agent and then my wife and I just alone. And I was like, look, maybe we just sell. Maybe we just sell and then figure out what we want to do next, whether it be we rent, whether it be we, you know, but so we decided that we weren't going to worry about getting pre-approved for a bigger, more expensive house because we also don't want to be house poor. Like we do fine. Don't get me wrong. But what we wanted in this area, because we didn't want to leave this area. Right. So what we wanted in this area I was going to have to start selling my farts online or start hooking or like, I don't know. Yeah. We just, we didn't want to be house poor. We like going out. We like doing things. We just didn't want to be working to pay a house payment and just, you know, we're not budget people. We are in a practical sense of like bigger things, but as far as like living our lives, we're not that way. Yeah. And I think that's a healthy way to live. It's not always the best way to live. If you don't have the money, you can't spend it, but what money we do have, we like to spend it. You know yeah, that that's always actually funny to me. Uh, there's a, there's places around me. I don't know about around you in the city, but like around me, where I will see people that live with like a house that may be like a two bed one bath, but they yep. have like a massive camper outside and really nice cars outside and stuff. And I'm like, that's an interesting. I mean, maybe that's the cool way to live. Like, you know, let's not pay so much on like a house payment. Let's right. get our money and spend it on the things that we're really, we really worry about and we really care about. Yeah. I mean, so it's kind of funny you say that my, a friend of mine was just in town from Minneapolis over the weekend and I'll explain why in a minute, but we were, we were, we hung out. So we had, we had an event that we did, he and I and a bunch of other people on Saturday. And then on Sunday, he came over to this new place that I'm in, which I have a very, I have a piano, a table. I don't have a couch. I don't have furniture, but um, came over and hung out anyway. And he was just telling me he owns three businesses. He works his ass off. And he's like, dude, where I live, I'm surrounded by people that like have nicer cars, have bigger houses. And he's like, what am I doing wrong? I go, maybe you're not doing anything wrong, man. Maybe they're broke. Maybe they're in debt to their eyeballs. That's by, like, yeah, right. You don't, it's, it's, and I had to explain to him, like, I get what you're saying. Believe me, because look, dude, I'm not a materialistic person necessarily, but I like nice things. And when I get things, I like to keep them nice. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it is so much to do with how I was raised, not only with how I was raised, but also who I grew up with and how much they appreciated what they had, you know, um, all of the like private school friends I had growing up. And I mean like younger years, like growing up, they didn't give a fuck about anything they had. They trashed it because they knew they would get a replacement next week. Whereas like all the kids that in my, from my neighborhood and surrounding areas who grew up in working class families. And, and it doesn't matter. It kind of matters on some things, but it doesn't matter about the color of their skin or whatever. They appreciated what they had and they took fucking care of it, dude. Right. You know? Yeah. I knew several kids in high school that went to school with me that had three cars during our entire high school experience. 
Jesus. Now, not just like three beaters. No, like three fucking nice cars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas I have a friend of mine who to this day, the same guy who lives in Minneapolis, has the car that he drove <laughs> in high school. That's awesome. Because he worked his dick off to get it. Yeah. He kept it in flawless condition. And now he can register it, I think now or soon can register it as a historical vehicle. Oh, really? You know? That's cool. It's a beautiful car. It's a, it's a Ford Thunderbird. It's beautiful. Oh, uh, okay. Nice. He, he, dude. So there are those people and then there are the folks who are just like, I don't care if anything gets broken. I don't care if anything gets trashed. I'm going to get a new one, you know? So I just told him, I was like, look, man, you know, as well as I do. And his parents have money, believe me, because he moved out of our original neighborhood right when we started high school. And he moved into this like flourishing, like rich neighborhood way out West. Um, and, but you know, his parents were modest about it. They weren't crazy and they did. It's not like they, you know, his dad was a mechanic, but he just so happened to work for Ford. So I can only imagine the pension right. he has now being retired. Right. His mom had a, a, a cake baking business. Right. So it's not like they're like, you know, but nonetheless, I said, dude, you need to, I was like, you're a dad, you have a family. You need, don't think about it that way. I was like, it, it, do what you want to do. And just enjoy it. And if you want something bigger, get it. You know how to work hard. You know how to save money. You know how to take care of your money. Just don't don't worry about what other people. And I think it was just a condition of, I think it's where he lives too, man. I get. I think it's like, I think he wants to be back here. Well, I know he wants to be back here. I know he does. Because um, he's not in Minneapolis proper, or prop, proper, excuse me. He's in like, I don't know, 30 minutes south maybe or north whichever it doesn't matter but like it's a very small town it's very like the you know you're sort of indoctrinated into if you have money you just you have it because it's like a legacy thing so my point was i was just like dude don't worry about it you know so that's why we're here we we ended up finding a house less than a mile away from the one we're selling bigger way bigger much more space, which is what we wanted. Yeah. But we also didn't want to leave this area. And when we found it, it was just right place, right time. And we're so happy we didn't, we didn't leave the area. It's a little more of a bizarre part of the area. I'm not going to get into de- two details. <laughs> um, when you come over, maybe you'll notice. Okay. But uh, yeah, man, we, uh, like I said, the market's hot. You got a house and you want to sell and you want to make some money. If you can make some money, do it. We got a cash offer on our house, first of all. Second of all, it was huge. <laughs> way bigger than our asking price. Way bigger than we ever expected. We were just like, oh, this was a good idea. Yeah. And our whole our whole our, our whole mindset behind this was is we're gonna pay off some debt that we have, you know. Um which will in the long run help us save money right on a regular basis and you know we'll we'll wait it out a year see yeah, what I th- happens i think, I think we'll you chose the right plane anyways because i've seen people do that like that whole contingent thing or like say i find a house and i want to buy it but i have to place a contract on it contingent upon me selling my house and i'm like you know how many things have to fall into place to make all of that happen you know, I, yeah, I just, I, that, that's a, it's just, if, if you can do what you did, even if you have to stay there for six months while you're looking for something else, man, I think it's worth it. Yeah. And I mean, we won't even be saving up for the next house necessarily. We'll just be saving up, Yeah, you know, we'll have, yeah, we'll be fine. It was, it was a great move. We're, we're super excited, but yeah, I don't have any of my shit. That's why I'm holding this mic. <laughs> so, but, uh, here we are. Yeah, I hired the movers and it was, I mean, it, it, like I said, when it comes to the piano, it's $700 well spent. Yeah. I, I want to ask nice. you about that. How do they move a piano? Do they have to take the legs off of it? Because they can't turn those sideways, right? Because of everything in it? They can't. No, they took the legs off. They wrap it. They put it on a dolly. Not a dolly, a cart type thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the way they moved it obviously was much easier but I want to meet the man who created the first stand-up piano and smack him, or woman, 
<laughs> or whoever forgot it's 2022. You can't just assume. That's true. But uh, yeah, I want to smack them. That and the guy who created, or I'm sorry, the guy or woman who created foam soap. Does foam soap piss you off like it does me? Um, n- no. What? It's not soap. Do you, it's not soap. Do you, it's bullshit. You feel I'm convinced. Like, I'm trying to think of times that I've used foam soap, and I don't. I can. I think I can see why it would piss you off. I don't think it even gets your hands as clean. It's not soap. <laughs> what you have it? to think about it because you've never bought it because it's dog shit. It's this bullshit. has to be a recent scenario that you've had. This is you don't just make this up out of nowhere. I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I'm glad to be back podcasting at least, even if I am holding the mic. It's a lot going on. You're right. Yeah. So I didn't know Sunday. Sunday will be the moving day where I go grab all my other shit. I'm not hiring a moving company. I'm gonna get a truck and do it myself, like I've always done. Yeah. Because it's really not that terrible. The bed, the piano, the fucking. There's one other big thing that I'm like overlooking and I can't remember, but nonetheless, here we are. So I have been waiting, like we talked about a week ago about moving our episode, like recording episodes, you know, till middle of the week, just for at least through the summer and stuff. And I was looking forward to recording today. So then I get to work today and I'm there for a couple hours and all of a sudden my wife calls me and says, Hey, we have an issue. I said, okay. She said, so. Your grandparents both tested positive for COVID. And I said, okay, so that's an issue in itself because my grandparents are in their 80s and they're both not in the greatest of health in general. Vaccinated? Yeah. Vaccinated, boosted, all that kind of stuff. Um, Okay. So the second issue is that my parents were with them last night, which makes this an issue because my mom is who babysits my son. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So... My mom's freaking out all day long um, about the entire scenario, and we're so we're fumbling around trying to figure out what we need to do. Luckily, my wife works in the medical field and kind of got to talk to some people, and uh, so I went ahead and I left work early and I came home, relieved my mom. My mom and my dad both did uh, the COVID home tests and both were negative. Okay. But the thing is, we don't know how long my grandparents have had right. COVID, and it can take a few days before a test can say that it's positive. Right. But we went ahead, and I took my son, who's nine months old, and had him tested as well, and he tested negative. Then the only reason we were freaked out, though, is because we do have pollen out like crazy, and I think he's going to be an allergy kid, but he has had a runny nose and all that kind of stuff, so we've been kind of freaked out. But... A pediatrician told us that um, in kids under like or that are around like four or five or younger, uh, the worst they've seen with COVID is just like a basically the symptoms of a cold. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I, I mean, I know they. I heard t- that at the beginning, but I don't. I don't know that I've paid attention to it that much yeah. recently. Yeah, obviously, but I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> as of right now, we're all good, and I'm hoping it stays that way. And the good thing is, I guess we're going camping this weekend, so we're going to be away from everybody. <laughs> so even if we are, we may have a camper full of COVID, but at least we're, it's just us, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I took a COVID test last Friday. Yeah. Because my entire house was sick. Um, we never tested my son, and he still has a cough, but... Has he ever uh, been tested? No. No. So, this, I mean, no. of course... He, my son's only nine months old and this is the first time he's been tested, but he took it like a champ, man. He didn't cr- scream or cry or anything. And I mean, she I sh- scream and cry every time <laughs> she it shoved sucks. that thing pretty good ways up his nose. Oh too. yeah. They, they hit your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I took one because I was feeling he was sick. My wife was a little bit sick. And so then I finally started and it took days. I finally started feeling it just like congestion. And, you know, uh, I had the, the beginning stages of like chest congestion and a cough. Yeah. And I had an event to go to on Saturday. So I took a test just to be safe and I was negative. So it's my third test. And I don't know how long, but right. Whatever, I guess be responsible and not take it out into a public room. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, you know, I'll tell you what you, you have done that several times that I know of. 
Because you didn't, you even got tested like before we went to that inimical drive show back in like February because you knew you were going yeah. in public and you were feeling crappy. I mean, I wonder what the percentage of people, especially now that everything seems like it's died down, wonder what the percentage of people is that are actually, I feel kind of crappy, but I got something to do. Let me go ahead and take a COVID test to make sure. Wonder how many people are actually doing that or they're just like, COVID what? COVID who? And just walk, walk away from it. I am going to make an educated guess here <laughs> and say that the percentage is low. <laughs> but, well, it was funny. I was at this event. I was setting up for it and I was coughing and my buddy was like, you all right over there? He's like, don't worry. It's not COVID. I got tested. Remember a time when you would just show up to a place a little bit under the weather and you just did. There was yeah. never a, there was never a red flag. There was never a little, an alarm. There's never anything. Yeah. I mean, some people will be like, hey, you sound sick. Maybe you just go home. But like, you know, you, you feel a little bit under the weather. You got shit to do. You do it. Now it's like, don't worry. It's okay. I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, I'm just being courteous. And, I, you know, I would hate to fucking be the person that goes into a public place like that. I mean, there was hundreds of people, I guess, close to hundreds of people. I don't know, but people there. And I don't want to be the person who spreads COVID. Yeah. Fucking, I don't want to be that person. Right. But. So what kind of uh, actual topics do we have to talk about? What do you, what do you want to dive into? Well, we need to say RIP Ray Liotta. Yeah. Okay. So did he, did he pass away today or was it yesterday? Do we know? Dude, I was so busy earlier that I haven't really read much about it. Okay. You told me he passed away in the Dominican? Yes. It sounds like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to say RIP. You know, it's funny. When, when someone dies, we always like try to get into the, not you and I, but just we as a society try to get into the details right away. It's like, hey, he just died. Maybe we just chill for a moment like I, yeah but i i, I, I get, get it I, I get why yeah. we do it i get it but yeah. well you know you know why um like i guess especially when we're podcasting and stuff which i guess it doesn't really matter because we don't really fact check ourselves anyways no who needs to do that <laughs> that's stupid you know but i a lot of the times there i mean i want to know but a lot of the reasoning i want to know is because i don't want to spread like if i if i talk about something like this with somebody i don't want to spread misinformation about it technically yeah. you know what i'm saying like um you know when the um um the, the foo fighters drummer died and stuff you know it's like you know what people were thinking taylor hawkins. yeah taylor hawkins when you know what people were thinking as soon as it happened right they were thinking overdose or or whatever you know and i hate that oh yeah it, i hate that mindset you know minds have to go there immediately and right. that's why i try to stay away from it as much as possible i'm just like give me the facts so i know yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it, it's good to know, but he, 67, Ray was working on a project in the Dominican Republic called Dangerous Waters when he passed. He passed in his sleep. He is survived by his daughter, Carson, his fiance, JC. Yeah, man. It's, what a bummer. 67, that's still young. That's considered young, right? I don't think he looks 67, do you? No, he did not look great. He did not look great. No. Yeah. But he was a smoker and I think a heavy drinker and, you know, all the shit that just wears you out because he did the Shantix commercials, didn't he? He did like a. Oh, I need yeah, help that's right. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Which, by the way, have you ever known anyone that's done that Shantix? No. Let's uh, what, not get off know, the rails here. You know but what? I knew a Actually, guy who did it. Okay, are, are you going to say like crazy ass dreams or something? Yes. Yeah. He drove yeah. down a one way road while half asleep because he thought demons were chasing him. What the heck? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are you sure this wasn't anyway. Ambien? <laughs> this was Chantix. What? Are you sure this wasn't Ambien? This was Chantix? Mm. As far as I know, Chantix. But, you know, I've seen a lot of people post. Obviously, he, he's known for playing Henry Hill and Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people mention. Shoeless Joe Jackson in the movie Field of Dreams, which, by the way, I think is one of the most overrated movies, but especially sports movies of all time. Yeah. But if you if you want to if you really want to see Ray Liotta at his best. You watch the movie Unlawful Entry, 
It's from the nineties. Okay. He is, it's a great movie. It's so off. It's so under the radar and underrated, but uh, he plays a cop who he, all right. So you have Kurt Russell is also in it. Who's one of my favorites. Everything he does is awesome. And who's the, the, the female Madeline Stowe. (laughs) So Madeline Stowe and Kurt Russell are a married couple. They have this beautiful home. There's a home invasion. This guy comes, tries to uh, rape Kurt Russell's wife. Ray Liotta and his partner, who are cops, show up, you know, go over the situation. And then Ray Liotta kind of just like freakishly, like very grossly kind of ingratiates himself into this house, into this home, like becomes friends with them really quick. And then be- starts becoming inappropriate with her, but he offers to take the dude out and like see what the police do. And he finds the guy who broke into their house. And he's like, Oh, you said you wanted to kill him. Just kill him. Like right here. Whoa. It's like, dude, it's a very good movie, man. It sounds dark <laughs> and a little bit twisted, which it is, but it's awesome. Yeah. And Ray Liotta is awesome in it. So anyway, it's called unlawful entry. Go check it out. That's Ray Liotta at his best, in my opinion, other than Goodfellas, obviously. Gotcha. Have we talked since Ozark ended? Did you ever finish Ozark? Stop right there. I know you. I, I have it. not. Oh, oh so really, don't. dude? Come on. I, I know. You're like even moving or something. Jesus. I know. I'm. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I want to finish it. We'll okay. talk about it when I finish it. Okay. All as right. far as I'm concerned, Ozark's <laughs> never going to be old. Also, Wendy Bird is the biggest piece of shit, dude. Ever. Oh my god. Every every season that I always end up texting you and saying she dude, gets worse. I know it's so bad. <laughs> the writing of these characters is phenomenal. Yeah. I hated her from the start, which is obvious. You're cheating on your husband. Yeah. You, you suck. But fuck, I hate her more now. The cheating on her husband thing is like the least important thing about her that I hate. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. But yeah, don't tell me anything. I have not finished it yet. Okay. Shit. But uh, so tell me, uh, tell me how was Point Fest? Uh, Point Fest what? Yeah, it was. So what number was that, by the way? Oh man, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, Point Fest was supposed to be Saturday, which I was pretty excited for because it was my birthday. So, oh shit, that's right. Uh huh. Did I wish you a happy birthday? I don't know. Let me do it now. Happy birthday, dude! I appreciate that, sir. Um, what a birthday present, though. Huh? Yeah. So we went and ate on the way up there, and then we went to. Um, we knew. On well, the look, way- let me stop you real quick. Yeah. Let me stop you real quick. You know, festivals typically start pretty early. Yeah. Especially one like this. Yeah. What time did you leave your house? So doors were originally supposed to open at noon. So we left our oh, house wow. around okay. around like ten thirty, because I knew I didn't need to be there until like one thirty or so to see a couple of bands that I really wanted to see. So I know that makes me sound like a terrible person. I need to be there at noon to watch all of them. I get it. Yeah. Like Patrick Blair would do that. I highly doubt wow. it. Wow. <laughs> I show up early for all the bands. I'm sure you, keep you talking. do. You keep talking. I'm going to grab a beer. I'm keep sure talking. you do. <laughs> I do. Talking. We're good. Anyways, so on our way up there, they announced that, of course, there's going to be storms and this, that, and the other. So they start postponing. They push the doors back. Then all of a sudden, they <clears throat> cancel the two side stages. So yeah. then my Facebook is flooded with just like all these bands who are, I think, were pretty upset because, I mean, of course, because they didn't get to play, especially the freaking sure. Richters, man. The Richters this is the second year in a row they got booted from, <laughs> from Point Fest. Either way. Um, so apparently they were going, originally going. So do you know the. Um, the musician Jelly Roll. Yeah. You know Jelly Roll. So he was supposed to yeah. be on the side stage. Which apparently a lot of people were mad about. I thought he should have been main stage. Yeah. I got I mean, in, he's blown up. He's blown up big time. I got into a wormhole of comments on these on this point fest thread. <laughs> okay. Which was not good. I was like reading them to my wife, like, people suck, man. People freaking suck. Well, just like the whole jelly roll thing, people freaking out because he should have been main stage. He's the only person that is worth being on, or that um, the only person that's worth being on the bill for Point Fest. All the rest of the bands suck. All this other stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
tell that to Papa Roach's accountant. Exactly. I think he's doing okay. I'm, yeah, 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 I'm okay. sure, I'm, I'm sure he ahead. doesn't care. So yeah, anyways, they originally were going to move Jelly Roll to to main stage after this whole, after they canceled the two side stages. Um, so then they told us they were going to make an announcement on when the doors were going to open. Uh, so we actually went to the casino. So can I stop you real quick? Uh-huh. So at this point, and, and I, I'm asking this because I legitimately don't know. So two stages have been canceled. At this point, who are you waiting to find out if you'll see on the main stage? Who are you waiting to find out if you'll even see? Are you, are you so just asking, the are main, you, you're just asking what, me who was playing on main stage? Is that yeah, what, what was the main stage light up? So two, two stages have been canceled. We still have potentially have a main stage. Who was it? Papa Roach was the headliner. <clears throat> Hail okay. Hailstorm. Okay. Uh, Wolf Game. Wolf Gang WVH. You know who Mammoth WVH. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all I meant. W is Wolf Gang. And then they would have moved Jelly Roll to main stage. Um, and I feel like there was one more. Palais Royale. Were they on Shaman's main? Harvest. So those those were on side stage. Okay. And our friends in Brook Royal, they got booted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, highly suspect. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can that guy put a shirt on ever? I don't even know what he looks like. Is it a one okay, is good. it just one person? No, it's it's a it, they're a three man band, but the lead singer's always doesn't have a shirt on. Just to show off his <laughs> chest tat. You put a shirt on. <laughs> go ahead. Anyway. So, anyways, so we go, we actually went to the casino. Because uh, it's right there next to the amb- while you're the waiting amb- to find amb- out if it's happening. Yes. Okay. So they say doors are going to open at four. So around three fifteen, three thirty, we go ahead and leave the casino and get in this massive traffic jam. I mean, like not moving for a half an hour. Of Point Fest people who went to the casino like you did. I get. I'm. I'm assuming it was regular traffic on top of. All of the people who had already gone to the parking lot of Point Fest, then seen the announcement that they were canceling Point Fest and everybody yeah. was leaving at the same time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't until four o'clock see the announcement on Facebook that they had canceled the show. So we're in the middle, dead in the middle of traffic. And then it starts pouring down rain as we're driving home. So you went home? We, we did, yes. Did you intend on staying? Meaning what? Like, did you intend on staying in town, going to the festival, and then like getting a hotel or something? We weren't doing the hotel thing. No, we were. We were, you gonna were be always going to go home. Yeah, yeah. God, you guys are soldiers, man. <laughs> I guess I have a drinking problem, huh? Like, there's no way I would drive back to where you. Well, live ever. listen. One of us was going to be spending their birthday pretty hammered at Point Fest. The other yeah. one was be driving home. Did you at least get hammered? <laughs> Not really. I had like two beers at the casino. And that was about God. it. I was pretty bummed. The The day was kind of... It's a bummer. Just, it was I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a bummer. It, yeah. I, I So I was mid-setting up for this event. And my wife texted me. She's like, Point Fest was just canceled. I was like, damn, that sucks. Um but it had me thinking, like, I remember going, so I was a part of a, I was playing a canceled point fest, a little bit different. It wasn't due to weather. Chris Cornell died. Yeah. That was crazy. But I remember I went to one and it was one that I did not play, but I went and it was similar weather, rain, but it was so cold. It was like, and now I didn't prepare for the cold. Cause it wasn't that bad like earlier in the day, but like that night, it was one of those nights where it just gets chilly, mm-hmm. but I was out in the rain all day, drinking, fucking doing drugs, just being an idiot. And I remember going backstage and someone looked at me, they go, dude, your lips are purple, <laughs> legitimately purple. Have you looked at yourself? And I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't have any idea. So I remember getting a ride back to the hotel at the casino where I was staying showering, taking a hot shower, changing my clothes, going back literally in like winter gear, like coat hoodie, like skull cap, like totally like, and I went like jeans, t-shirt, like everything's going to be fine. And then it started raining and it started or started drizzling, started raining, got a little bit colder. 
Yeah, dude. I was I was a, I was in bad shape. <laughs> but that one didn't get canceled. Everyone played because it wasn't heavy rain like last Saturday. Yeah, you know, right. But then it made me think about. I went and saw Aerosmith at the same venue with who opened and we actually oh three doors down opened and we watched them and then this storm hit dude i'm talking hail tornado warnings fucking everything and we were again i'm i'm special so i was in the backstage bar where everybody you know regular civilians don't go uh-huh. so like we're sitting there watching the weather on the tvs and there's like there's no way aerosmith plays there's no way we get a message over the loudspeaker that says Aerosmith's going to wait it out. They're playing regardless. And we're like, we're going to be here till fucking three in the morning. Don't they have like curfews and shit? So luckily, like that storm cut out like 30 minutes after that. The band came on. They probably started an hour late. And God damn it, if they didn't play their entire set, they're like, nice. we don't give a fuck. We're playing, dude. But it starts raining in the middle of their set during sweet emotion maybe i swear to god dude it was so poetic like i have photos of this and i can't find them anywhere i know i have them like saved on some electronic device but yeah like uh i have a photo of like because i was like under the thing so the rain was hitting our backs but not the front of us Uh and like i have a photo of the rain on the lawn right with like people with their hands up and then i have a photo of like me selfie, like, Hey, I'm, I'm dry, but look at everyone else. Dude. It was, it was crazy. That was a cool show. I'm not the biggest Aerosmith fan either, but that was awesome. So but I'm- I couldn't believe they didn't cancel that show. And so that's why when I got the news that point fest was canceled, I was like, wow, that was, but I guess it's different. You got all those bands to worry about, not just two and you know, there's just it's in front like insurance and all that bullshit. Do you think that, um, Goo Goo Dolls has the most epic, rain it's storm. the most epic live performance, live performance of any band of any genre of all time yeah it's pretty sweet man google for those listening google goo goo dolls playing iris live in the rain yeah it's, it's the it, most badass live video i've ever seen it is insane it's insane how did they do that i don't know w- would you would you stay on that stage like it, i wanted to at the seen... block party motherfucker so oh, here's yeah, the thing that's right yeah yeah I found rather someone now that I'm on Facebook again, won't be for long though. Trust me. But now that I'm on Facebook again, someone sent me the full set of us playing that show. Really? They got it from the back. Okay. You only played like how many songs did you play? Uh, I want to say four. I want to say four. Okay. But so they sent it to me and in the back where this, this person was sitting you can't even tell it's raining. So we get done with the song and I address it. I go, I guy, I said to the crowd, I go, guys, I think we're done. I think they're going to shut us down. And then like, someone was like yelling at me like, yeah, you're done. You got to stop. And then people started booing and I was like, it's not me. It's like, what are you, you know, blah, 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 blah. I wanted to continue. I didn't care obviously, but yeah, that in, you know what, in the back of my mind, I swear to God, before we started that song that eventually ended the set, I was thinking about the Goo Dolls. I was like, dude, <laughs> I'm going to get like this epic, like I'm going to be soaked. Like it's gonna... <laughs> Didn't get it. Didn't get it. It also wasn't raining that hard. The Goo Dolls one is nuts. I don't know how they did that. Yeah. Like they are so like it's it's a torrential yeah. downpour. Yeah. I don't know how the venue like they must have like was that in their hometown? They're from Buffalo. Maybe I'm not sure. Where I think that was I'm in not, their hometown. I, knew, and I think I knew that's it was why they're like, York, but that's their hometown then. Yeah. Okay. So I, they were probably like, look, we're not getting off the stage. They not, no, we're staying. We have the insurance that you're insured. Everybody's insured. Fine. <laughs> we get electrocuted. We'll talk about it later. But like, right. Yeah. Dude, that's the most epic one. Yeah. Have I sent that to you before? Or did you know what that was before? I'm, knowing pretty, me? I'm pretty sure I, well, I don't know. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. So you I know what I sent you recently and you commented on it. And it's something we've talked about on the show. I sent you the, uh, the raw vocal tracks for like, what did I do? It was a toxicity and what else? Uh, no, I don't think it was toxicity. You sent me numb aerials, aerials, aerials. Yeah. You sent me yeah. numb by Chester. Yeah. 
Uh, I seen you, Nirvana. I seen yeah. you, Kurt Cobain. Yep, Nirvana. Yeah. yeah. What well, your response was like? This is amazing. Like, dude, yeah, they it's were so awesome. cool. And I actually I posted that in our Raised on the Radio uh, group and on the page I have on Facebook for us. And oh, I got, you did? I, yeah, I got okay. quite a few other ones too. Like, there's a there's a really good one by Steven Tyler. Oh, well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, before we move on, th- it's kind of a bummer. But did you see the latest news about Steven Tyler? No. So I think it was yesterday they put out a press release saying that they were canceling their first run of Vegas shows that are get, they're getting ready to do. Because, they have a residency, right? <clears throat> oh, do they? I'm not sure. I It wouldn't surprise me if it's Vegas. But anyways, they put out a statement saying that he had surgery and he's been working on a sobriety for a long time while he relapsed and now he has checked himself into rehab. What the surgery have to do with sobriety, though? What I'm assuming the pain meds that he got put on have pushed him back to other stuff. That's what my guess is. Yeah. So he was sober for a long time, though, right? I think so. Dude, that's one of the most infamous drug bands, though. Aerosmith. Yeah. They went hard. Yeah. They went hard in the fucking paint on some fucking partying, dude. If you ever watch their behind the music and I know there's another documentary about it when they were making like toys in the attic and all that bullshit, dude, they fucking party party. Does does any other band have as many albums as Aerosmith? Don't they have like 23 or something like that? It's a lot. I mean, I know I'm sure they're, yeah, I'm sure there is, but I know they're up there. Bands with the most albums. Yeah. I guess we do have Google in front of us, huh? You don't you don't have to hold a mic and do it, but I'm doing it one handed. <laughs> don't worry about it. I got you, dude. Uh, which band has the most albums made? Mark E. Smith and the Gang have released 100 albums in total. Do you know who that is? I don't know, but that is a lot, dude. Yeah. Gregory Isaacs. Okay, top ten ten rock and metal artists who released the most studio albums. The Melvins, Rolling Stones, Frank Zappa. Frank Zappa has 109 albums. No freaking way. I'm sure they're all outstanding and they don't sound I mean, like how do you do that? Do you put out like 10 a year? I mean, Motorhead had 22 albums. Really? I did not know that about them. That's pretty cool. The Melvins had 26 albums. The Rolling Stones, 29. Hawkwind, 30. The Fall. Who is The Fall? No. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who The Fall is? They, uh, that's the band. The Fall is the band that, like... Uh, there are so many bands that call them, like, their heroes. Like, Sonic Youth and, like, those bands like that. They had 32 albums. The Residents, 44 albums. The world's most mysterious avant-garde band from Louisiana. They've been active for 48 years. Acid Mother's Temple, 74 albums. Frank Zappa, 109. Buckethead has 302 albums. Remember when Buckethead joined Guns N' Roses? That was funny. I don't know who Buckethead is. He's a guitar player. Look him up. I'm not even going to try. That's a person? I thought that was a band. No, it's a dude. He wears a bucket on his head. Okay. Really? Man, how long did think of come up with that name? That's nuts. <laughs> He's played with Guns N' Roses, Primus. Um, those are the two biggest ones. Guns N' Roses and Primus, I know for sure. But Okay. Um, no, I didn't know that Steven Tyler was... That sucks. Yeah. Dude, he's old, too. How old is he? He's in his 70s, right? I think so. <clears throat> it's gotta yeah. be. Yeah. He is a huge inspiration on me. I think I've told this story before, but he is the reason that I want to sing God Bless America at a sporting event. Have I told that story before? I don't I don't know. What what was I mean, I'm assuming he did at a sporting event that moved you? He did. I saw him do it at a Cardinals game, a playoff game nonetheless. Dude, he killed it and it was so awesome. He was like he may have you know, now that we're talking about it, let me get rid of Google here. Now that we're talking about it, homeboy might have had a few in him when he did that because he was like super party mode like you know and i can't do his voice at all so i'm not even gonna try but he was like all right st louis are you ready like he was like pumping the crowd up and he had like 
his, uh, you know, 16 bracelets on and a <laughs> scarf and all that shit. Dude, he rocked it. He rocked it, but it was so good. It was so good. I was like, that is what I want to do one day. Uh, 74 years old. Dang. He was born in 1948. Yeah, dude. Been around forever. Yep. Steven Tyler relapses postponing launch embarrassment tour. Well, have you seen the way Joe Perry looks lately? Yeah, it's not great. Oh, man. What a bummer. Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, that sucks about Point Fest, man. Well, so before we move, move away from that, I've been... I can see both sides of the scenario. Like, I can see how... Live Nation and The Point and all of them wanted, like tried their their hardest to get this show to go on. But in your opinion, if they had to cancel the side stages, should they have even attempted to keep the main stage going? I understand you have big artists who are making big money and to just you know cut the bill early in the day, I get it. That's probably not the best look. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that if it, if they should even have tried to move on after that or not. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It was a good attempt. I mean, it's a good attempt at like keeping people there. And you know, are you going to go to the makeup show? Maybe it just depends on how how things go. Yeah. Do they have a date for that yet? They haven't yet. I mean, I I can't imagine. Like I've been. I actually looked at some of the the websites for a few of the bands and some of them are getting ready to go on tour and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know if people really know like how much goes into putting a, together a festival like that. And point fest is, isn't even a massive festival, but you know, big enough where you have big bands, it's not easy to be able to put all of them together on one show. Yeah. Well, what they do is they, they buy tour packages. So a lot of those bands are on tour together right now. That's what they do. Well, I, I was, I was, that, but. I was looking at that, but I don't know, um, like all those bands, I don't think any of them were because Papa Roach isn't on tour right now. They go on tour in like July with Hollywood undead and bad wolves. Yeah. And then, um, Jelly Roll, I think is on tour with Shinedown or he was at least. So I don't know. That's typically what they have done in the past. I mean, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but who knows? Maybe not this one so much. Yeah. I, I could guess that, like, if I had to guess which two of those bands are on tour together, Highly Suspect and Palais Royale, or however the fuck you say their name. Okay. I would guess that those two are on tour together. Maybe with Wolf, Wolfgang. Wolfgang. <laughs> Wolfgang. Um, but it's just, it's a bummer. I, you know, I felt bad. I felt bad. I didn't have any intention of going, obviously, but well, the the I'd like uh, to have gone, but I mean, it, you know, I had other shit going on. But that that's a a venue. I imagine that most of our listeners probably know what Hollywood Casino Amphitheater is and how it's set up and everything. But man, that's got to be a tricky situation for Live Nation or the Point or whoever's putting on a show there when it d- does come to rain, because you know you're going to lose probably three quarters of the people that are on the lawn. They're not going to come and they're probably going to get their money back or, you know, something along those lines. They're going to lose their money there. Any of them that you do, a lot of times they'll move the people from the lawn up to the seats. Right. Just to get them under, you know, underneath the, the pavilion and stuff. But I don't know. That's gotta be a hard, I don't know, a hard thing to maneuver. Yeah, man, it's not easy to do these things ever. Yeah. You know, we talked about this when we talked about Astral World and all this other shit. Like, dude, these things are not easy to do. That's why there are companies that specialize in this, yeah. that employ hundreds and hundreds of people to make sure these things go smoothly. Even when it rains, you you would think like, oh, bad weather. That's that's easy to maintain. And like, no, it's, it's a nightmare. I would hate to be the person calling the shots in that situation. It's got to be stressful and... <laughs> I remember one of the, I want to say it was Lollapalooza I went to, but it rained the beginning of the day. And then like, you know, you heard chatter of like, are we going to have to cancel Lollapalooza? Which is like, you know, obviously way bigger than Point Fest. But luckily they didn't. But, you know, 
that's gotta be stressful on everybody working and like doing, putting all, putting all the, like the legwork in to make sure it goes on. Fuck that. I would hate to be in that position, you know? Yeah. But you know, it's, I was thinking about another, (laughs) this had me thinking about it too, but I was thinking about another festival that I've been, I went to rock on the range one year and this has nothing to do with the show being canceled. It just had me thinking about when you go to a festival you go for specific reasons, right? Like, who did you want to go see at Point Fest? Who were you, like, anticipating seeing? Papa Pop- Roach, probably? Yeah, Papa Roach was probably the most. And probably, like, people, you know, like, Brooke Royal. And- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is great. That's what you do. That's why you, you know, that's why those festivals are just loaded with big bands that everyone knows, and you just, you do it. You do your thing. But I went to Rock on the Range one year, uh, which is in Columbus, Ohio, and that year, the year, this year, particular, this show particular that I'm, I'm talking about, Papa Roach played, but specifically Smashing Pumpkins were the headliner of the night that I, were they the main headliner? Yes, main headliner of the night I was going to. So, like, I'm not the biggest Smashing Pumpkins fan, but I hadn't seen them yet. The, like, bucket list, like, and also I named a band after lyrics of theirs. Like, yeah. I got to see them. So, midway through the day, we I'm with a buddy of mine and we learned that he has mutual friends. Well, the mutual friend who got us the tickets and uh, got us in there essentially, but who also gave us backstage passes. He also is, uh, has something to do with the band black veil brides. Right. Okay. So like we are in the bus area or whatever. And like, my buddy's like, Hey, I'm going to go talk to him and let him know that my buddy's blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, really dude, like black veil Brian's like, we're, we're about to go hang out. And so like I had my judgments, not my favorite, like music. Like I don't, I respect them. Not my favorite music. Like I don't really, you know, I know all the online hate that they get and all that bullshit. So at the time I was just like, okay, dude, yeah, it's fine. Dude, we hung out with them and we had such a blast hanging out with their road crew and a couple of the guys in the band. We're like throwing a football around. We're throwing a Frisbee around. We're getting hammered. You know, we're, we're smoking weed. We're doing all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. I look at my watch and I'm like, Holy shit, <laughs> guys, it's 10 PM. You know, it's dark. We've been partying all day. And I go, it's 10 PM. And they're like, yeah, so what? I'm like, dude, when does smashing pumpkins go on? They're like, are you serious, bro? You haven't heard them for the last hour? I'm like, no way. Are you serious? Did I miss them? They're like, dude, yeah, they're playing their encore right now. I'm like, oh, man. I was like, okay, this is what you get. Got got a party. That night was so bizarre, too, because we left there after doing that, got in a cab, was going to a bunch of downtown Columbus bars. The cabbie doesn't turn on his meter, right? And he's on the phone the entire time. And I go to my buddy. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm not paying for this cab ride because he's just going to give us a random number when we pull up to the bar we're going to. It's like, I'm not paying. I'm like, I'm jumping out. And we're, <laughs> we're, I was like, I'm getting out and we're walking away. He goes, you're not serious, are you? I'm like, you know, totally serious. We're not paying for this cab ride. And he goes, dude, don't do that, please. I'm like, hey, man, toughen up, dude. We've been partying all day with Black Veil Brides, right? <laughs> Get it together. So the sure enough, the dude pulls, pulls up and he goes 40 bucks. I'm like, Nope, open the door. And I just start walking. And my buddy is sitting there. He's like, what do I do? I'm like, get the fuck out of the car. And he just jumps out and he starts running full sprint towards the bar. I'm like, but calm down because we're causing a scene. Now we still have to get into this place. And the guy's yelling at us. I'm like, nah, bro, you didn't turn on the meter. Sorry. I'm keeping it calm. And the door guy at the bar we went to, which by the way, told my buddy, he's like, Hey dude, you got to take your hat off. That's a flat bill. You got it on backwards. Take it off. We don't even, it's not going to happen. But the door guy's like, what's that? What's that about? I'm like, he didn't turn on his meter. He was just going to charge me a random amount. He's like, oh yeah, they do that here. Go on in. I was like, and then so (laughs) while we're there, we meet this dude who played baseball for Ohio state, just got drafted by the white Sox. He starts, he's, he's celebrating the fact that he got drafted so he's buying everyone shots. He's partying and uh, <clears throat> won't say his name, obviously, because this does not make him look great. But so 
buying everybody shots and he goes to us. He's like, where are you guys from? We tell him where we're from. He's like, oh, fucking, I fucking watched the Cardinals growing up. Blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. So we're talking to him and he's like, you guys should come back to the house. And I'm like, what house? He's like, my house. Frat house. So this dude wants to walk in two stupid, dumb hardheads from St. Louis <laughs> into a frat house at 4 a.m., right? You can only imagine the type of like, who the fuck? are these guys by the way my friend puts his hat back on he's got on sunglasses at 4 a.m walking down the streets of columbus he's got street meat he's got street meat i don't know where he got it from because i didn't see any vendors i think he just walked into someone's house and made a sandwich and then came out (laughs) i didn't see any vendors and he disappeared for a good 10 15 minutes like i was like dude where'd you get that he's like up the street i'm like all right, where? Because 7-Eleven doesn't serve you white bread. I'm like, what are you talking about? So we show up to this house, man, and it was actually pretty fun. Like, we sat on the porch and, like, chatted with that dude and the two girls he was with, and it was fun. Did you, did you know but this then, you guy know, ahead of time with you being a big Ohio fan? Did I know? No, I had no idea who he was. Does he still no, play? I, I'd have to Google it. I don't think he does. <laughs> I don't think he ever made it. I don't think he ever made it. Okay. He probably still plays minor league baseball. Okay. Potentially. But no, I didn't know who he was. And I also like as big of a Iowa state fan as I am, which obviously was a topic of conversation, but I didn't follow the baseball team. Like I don't, I don't, I don't follow college baseball that closely, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that was obviously some, you know, Hey, I'm a, sorry. I started talking Ohio state football. He's not originally from Ohio. So he was kind of like, dude, I don't give a shit. I grew up liking, wherever the fuck he, I maybe Wisconsin or whatever the fuck he's from, but um, <clears throat> it was a weird night. So it was like 6 a.m. We're like, oh shit, we need to get back to the hotel and sleep for one hour and then drive home. This is going to be fun. Oh, you drove there? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's like six hours. It's not yeah. terrible. Yeah. Not a terrible drive. I mean, you know, save the money on the flight, spend more on drinks, obviously. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course, of course. I guess it's better than having to get up the next morning, like on one hour sleep and go to the airport. Yeah. I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse. I mean, I stayed up that entire drive and I honestly probably stayed up the rest of the night the next day, but you know, those were my younger days, (laughs) I guess. But, uh, before we get out of here, man, you know, I really wish, we had podcasted after this happened, but give me your thoughts on Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. I I don't know what kind of thoughts to give. Like I I'm glad it ended the way it does. It has. Now, why do you say that? Because I'm a, I'm a big Michael Chandler fan and I, and you like, I think Tony Ferguson is surrounded by terrible people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And another guy who wears his sunglasses inside all the time, which really annoys me. He does. He does do that. <laughs> and he still and has, they're nerd. And he, they're nerd sunglasses too. That's the worst part about it. He still has an arrogance about him too, which I know like uh, that c- could possibly be like an MMA, like a fighter thing. But in loss yeah. and in victory, he has an arrogance about him. Even when he's trying to act humble, his humble is arrogant. See, you, you you used to say that to me, and I didn't really believe that until the Gaethje fight. When Gaethje beat his ass and Gaethje tried to go up to him and he pushed him away, I was like, whoa, bro. Now, if Chandler had done that, I can understand why Tony Ferguson would push somebody because he didn't know what – dude, he was in that octagon and they were reading – you know, Buffer was doing his thing. He didn't know where he was. Yeah. he, Dude, I've never I – don't, I don't like the guy. I think he's kind of a turd. And it's the arrogance, but also just, he's just a dork who like, dude, if you're a nerd, just be a nerd. Don't talk shit. Yeah. Like, you know, and there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not saying it to be insulting. Like, I don't think he's like a nerd, like Colby Covington is a nerd. Like Colby Covington is a dork who Dick rides and then tries to like project this other image of himself. Right. I just think Tony, Tony Ferguson is a dork who's confident and he owns it. You know, that's why he wears baseball batting gloves and like a gas station sunglasses inside. 
Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody, I don't, he doesn't project like this coolness that Colby Covington tries to. Yeah. But, you know, I, I didn't believe that until that Gaethje fight. After this fight, I was like, dude, I just feel bad. Like that was so brutal. It was so devastating. And like, he didn't know, he didn't know where he was. And the craziest thing about that fight to me, and I've rewatched it seriously, like really like probably 25 times. I said a hundred before we started. That's an exaggeration, but probably like 20 times, 20 to 25. And you've watched it this many times just because you want to see the kick over and over again, or you want to see the fight leading up to the kick. Just the overall vibe of that fight is really what gets me. That, that crowd was pro Tony. He somehow, like you said, like you, there's an arrogance about him and you don't like it. It won over fans, dude. How many, he, when's the last time he won a fight? Donald Cerrone, right? Which was 2000, whatever, 20, it's been 2019. It's been a minute. Somehow he's still a fan favorite and he's fighting a guy who also was a fan favorite because of the last fight he had with Gaethje. Well, do you, do you and, think when it comes to that, do you think, do you think Michael Chandler is a fan favorite in the UFC? Oh, for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think people like him a lot. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if, that. If I don't they know didn't. That, they I don't do know. Now. I don't know that they did when he first came in. Because he was no, the, he was the, the Bellator the, those guy. Those people are uneducated. If you've if you've paid attention, that dude is a savage. Yeah, he's been sure. a monster, and he came to the UFC five years too late. Man, he went through absolute fucking wars in Bellator, and I really wish when he extended his contract with Bellator. Nothing against Bellator. I watched most of the Bellator events. Yeah. But I think when he extended his contract, I wish he had just signed to the UFC instead because, you know, if you, if you look back and, and he signed that contract right around, not before, but I think it was right a little bit after Eddie Alvarez became champion. And those two have some of the most epic fights in Bellator history. So if you think about a guy signing with the UFC who, gave it to your champ, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, oh my God. How do we how do we not? But you know, but now he's like 36. Right? Is he that how old? much time is left? I want to say he's 36. Okay. So but dude him and Connor would be so so much fun. That's what I want to see. I dude uh, I mean you know you know but my, honestly you know he should probably that. fight for the title dude so I'm I'm you know me and you know that I'm always in the camp of no matter how much I like you you should still even if you're even if you're the champ in Bellator if you come over to UFC you should you should start lower on lower on the totem pole and work your way back up to a title but if you're a guy and they throw you to the wolves and you're doing pretty dang well against the wolves then you know maybe let's get let's get you in the title picture I agree. And he's one of those guys that I think just, you know, because he has the ability to, I think he can beat anybody in the top 10, even Oliveira. You know, he was this close to beating Oliveira in that fight. Yeah. So I don't know why he he probably gets a title shot unless he wants to hold off on the McGregor fight and get a big payday, which ultimately is what it will be. But does that headline a card though? Or is it the co-main of a card? It probably headlines a card, right? I uh, I mean I would think it would have to. But why to, but right? may, why not do it now? Well I Connor's mean, leg is still healing. Like I don't think he's Oh ready no, yet. you're talking oh you're talking against Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I in my head yeah. I was thinking rematch with or, or with all I, I was thinking Oliveira and Oh if he fights Oliveira, yeah, that's headlining a card for sure. And I think he should, to be honest with you. But that's because, but that's what I'm saying. Like make that Make that a headlining card and get the title back in the, you know, because the title's just sitting there right now, right? Yeah. Well, that's the best thing that could have happened to Chandler also is Oliveira missing weight. Yeah. Because now the title's vacant and you could, you make a case like, well, look, I'm the next guy then. I could see if Oliveira won, didn't miss weight and won in convincing fashion like that. You go, maybe we give him somebody else like Makachev or like, one of these other guys, Dariush, Dariush. Uh, but Dariush should fight Makachev because that fight never happened. And then you give the winner of that fighting title shot regardless of who's champion. 
So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, that knockout, dude. God, man. I just – oh, I've never felt bad for Tony Ferguson ever. But I did in that moment. I was like, oh, that is the worst possible way. Like, man. And Tony was doing well on that fight, too. I don't know everyone said, like, he dominated the first round. Like, eh. Chandler took him down. He landed some elbows from the bottom, which Tony's known to do. I don't think Chandler makes that mistake again the rest of the fight, like taking him down and being in his guard. Right. You know, but who knows? I, one of the things I'm interested in hearing, too, is like um, when a kick like that happens or something, you know, you'll always get in the post-fight interview somebody saying, were you planning on – Using that kick at some yeah. point, do you see, when you watch tape of Tony Ferguson, do you see openings like that to do it? And for me, I I would rather hear them say, no, it just happened. I don't know why. I, he, I would... He kind of said that, but... Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I don't I just like but, the I just like the idea of that because it shows how good a fighter is because it's an opening that they weren't really expecting was going to happen and they just decided to try it and it worked. Well, yeah, and he doesn't throw a lot of front kicks either. Right. So maybe he should. That fucking fucking works. Tony Ferguson's head is still in the stands <sighs> in that venue. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Well, dude, let's get out of here. Yeah. Another episode where we barely talked about anything we said we were going to talk about, but what did we say we were going to talk about? I don't even remember at this point. I thought we did. Uh, there was more fight stuff, and talk about it next time. Yeah. But there's always next time. <laughs> always.